In life, sometimes you take L's. Loans, that is. Most of us have or will take out a loan for something in our lifetime. Student loans, home loans, whatever. But when it comes to understanding loans, you are not alone. See what I did there? On this episode of Get Money, we're explaining the ins and outs of borrowing. Hey guys, I'm Amber. I'm a breaking news reporter, but I also have a real interest in personal finance and investing. And I'm from Australia. I moved to the US about six years ago. And I'm here with Carl. I'm a law student. I spent five years working on Wall Street and I'm from Brooklyn. AJ. I'm a certified financial planner and an enrolled agent. I come from a background of music journalism and book editing. And I grew up in Los Angeles. And Shane. I'm a CPA and a CFP. I own a tax firm and a financial planning firm with AJ. And I'm from Mississippi. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Loans are complicated and it's a super broad topic. So today we're going to stick to answering some of the most commonly asked questions about loans. So here's some vocab you should be familiar with. A credit score is a statistical number that evaluates your credit worthiness, aka how much someone can trust you to pay back a loan, and is based on credit history. Lenders use credit scores to evaluate the probability that you will repay your debts. A person's credit score ranges from 300 to 850, and the higher the score, the more financially trustworthy a person is considered to be. Collateral. It occurs when a loan borrower pledges an asset, something they own, as a recourse to the bank in the event that the borrower defaults on the initial loan. For example, you can offer your car or house as collateral, which makes lenders feel better about giving you the money. Repossession, or repo, is a term used to describe the taking back of property after a borrower has defaulted on payments. The lender either repossesses the collateral or pays a third-party service to come get it for them. So, have you ever loaned money to a friend? I've been lending money to my friends since I was like 13, 14 years old. When we were younger, a lot of our friends wouldn't like pay me back. But as you got older, I would like remind them that they still owe me from when we were like 13. With friends and with Venmos made it, I think, gross. I really hate when someone tells you to like send them a Venmo request rather than like if you've covered them for something and they're like, oh, send me a request. The onus is on you, the lender, to get the money that you spotted them in the first place. It's not fair. That's kind of a dick move. (laughs) Super dick move. (laughs) Is loaning money to friends, like how is that different from like a more serious loan? Well, you're charging your friend's interest? Probably not. Absolutely not. That's why they're the best kind of (laughs) loans that there are. Do you, like, have your friends, like, fill out an application? And then, like, (laughs) you get, like, their work history and you're like, uh, I am sorry to report to you that you have not been accepted into my friend's list. (laughs) 
your, your friends never check your credit score when they uh, when you ask for money from them. Actually, I think there was a Tiffany Haddish was saying like when she goes out with guys, like the first thing she asks is like, what's their credit score? It's uh, like, you go, Tiffany. Oh, <laughs> role model for sure. <laughs> Right, right, right. Anyway, right. good call. See how that works out. I mean, she's only she can ask that question, right? If a girl asks me that question, I'm be like, next. No, I would tell her because it's good. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit different if I need a loan from a bank or from the government. How do I approach those ones? Yeah, well, you know, they're going to check, they're going to run your paperwork, right? They're going to ask you for your credit score. They're going to see how much money you have in the bank because they're going to want to know that you're going to pay it back. Yeah, lenders want to know that you're going to be a good borrower. So they want to know a lot of information about you. It's not just the credit score. It's the whole credit report. It's pay stubs. They want to know about your employment history. They want to know about your earning potential. They want to know everything about you because they're about to loan you a lot of money and they don't want you to run away with it. Whereas in your friend circle, like a couple hundred bucks here and there that might get that might fall between the cracks is not that big of a deal. What can loans be used for? Anything you want. Yeah, I mean, most people are familiar with mortgages. Those are attached to a house, right? Uh, most people are familiar with car loans. But you can take a loan for almost anything. There's personal loans. If your credit is in the right place, you can take a loan out and someone's not asking you what you're using the money for. Those interest rates are typically higher than a mortgage or a car loan. But yeah, you can you can take a loan just about for anything. Yeah, I think smaller loans that we maybe don't think about are, you know, going on an installment agreement for, you know, you buy a laptop, you don't have the cash up front, you pay a little bit of interest or, you know, even your cell phone, we're all renting our cell phones, but essentially they're loaning them out to us and we're paying them back monthly. Also, small business loans. I don't have the statistics on me, but I think that's one of the the most common loans that happen in this country. That's when we start to see banks start to, they're, they're making an investment in you. They're saying, that's a pretty good idea. I'm confident that you're going to succeed and you're going to be able to pay me back. How much money should I get loaned to me? As little as possible, (laughs) but um, it depends on what you're using it for. What do you get for your loan? If it's a credit card, you might be getting some shoes. I mean, is that really the smartest thing in the world? I don't think you have to be a genius to know that there's not going to be a high return on investment on those shoes. AJ's looking at me funny. Depends on what kind of shoes. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Stereotypes. always depends. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Carl. Let me explain a little bit about transactions and loans. So way back in the day, we used to do this thing called bartering, where people would trade corn for chicken. And bartering got really, really hard because let's say you have a cow and some guy wants to trade you for apples, but three apples isn't worth a whole cow. So what are you going to do? Slice your cow in pieces? You're not because then your cow's going to die. The easier it got for us to do financial transactions, the easier it got for us to acquire debt and take out loans. So psychologically, it kind of throws us off. Now, back in the day, when you asked another farmer to borrow 10 chickens, you saw that it was a lot of chickens and you were more worried about whether you could pay it back or not. So you borrowed way less. Today, because everything is on a card or in a small, thin paper file, we don't really think about how heavy our debt loads are because they aren't as physical as they used to be back in the day. So when you're about to borrow money, think about it as a huge truckload of money that you're getting on your doorstep. And let me know if you still think the same way about borrowing that same amount of money you planned. What questions should I be asking an institution if I'm taking out a loan? 
Interest rates, of course, not all interest rates are fixed as well. So there's what's called a variable interest rate. If something happens in the political or economic space, they can change the interest rate on you. You can go from 5% to 15%. So you're going to want to be cognizant of that. The terms of the loan, of course, 5, 10, 15 years. If you pay it off early, is there a penalty? You know, loans are complicated. It's like one of the oldest businesses that's ever existed, right? Like it's mentioned in the Bible. It's been around for a very long time. Well, you should read the paperwork very carefully and probably hire someone to help you read the paperwork because there are all kinds of hidden things that can get in there. Obviously, the interest rate is what people are most concerned with. You know, the bank wants something for loaning you all that money. But you're going to want to look for things like default. What happens if you miss a payment? Some loan contracts will have clauses hidden in there that if you miss one or two payments in a row, the entire balance is immediately due. Um, so there's lots of things that get snuck into loan contracts that are, you know, some people would say predatory towards the borrower. So make sure you're reading that contract with a fine tooth comb. Right. Here are some key things to watch out for when considering a payday loan. Pay attention to interest rates and make sure you know exactly what you're signing and the amount of interest you'll pay. Most have crazy bad terms and crazy high interest rates. It's best to avoid them in general. Scam likely. Let's bring in our producer, Ivana, with a question that she's not too afraid to ask. Welcome. Hey, guys. So I have a question. Um, this one is about loans, obviously. Um, so I paid off my student loans this year. Ah, well Ooh. done. Round of applause. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Congrats. Big drip. Um, <laughs> but as I talked to my other friends who have larger loans, my loan, granted, was like pretty small. Some of them have monthly payments that are like $500 a month or like upwards of that. And it's just not reasonable within their budgets. So my question is, one, we already got our liberal arts degrees, you know, do we really need to pay them off? And what happens if we truly can't afford or someone truly can't afford to pay them off? Yeah, totally. Um, you got a lot of options as long as you haven't refinanced yet. If you haven't done that and they feel like they're tight on money, then they probably are. And the government allows you to apply for a reduced payment if, you're, if you don't have the money to pay back the loans. It's called an income-driven repayment plan, and there's like six different types of them. If you're having trouble making your payments, if you go to studentaid.gov and you fill out an application, what they do is they take your application and they coordinate with all your different servicers. So even if you have four different ones, they go and they say, hey, guys, this student loan borrower doesn't have the money, so you have to reduce the amount that you collect from them every month. So it's a really helpful service. And get on the phone with them. I know it's hard to make time to call someone between the hours of 9 to 5, but 
the people who work at the government to help with student loans, they're very well trained. They are trained to help you navigate these situations rather than calling your servicer. So start there if you can. The two strategies for repaying student loans is pay them off as fast as possible so that you don't have as much interest paid, or you just stretch it out and pay the lowest amount possible and have it forgiven. Um, and the general rule of thumb is if, if you're making more than your student loan balance, then you should do the strategy where you pay it off as fast as possible. If you're making less than your, than your balance, then you go for the forgiveness option. But like, do I really need to pay back my loans? Like, really? Like, actually? Well, your mortgage, yes, because if you don't, uh, the bank could repossess your house. So that's probably the first loan you're going to want to pay back. Um, there are certain paths to take where you don't have to pay back your loans. That usually involves something like a bankruptcy, which is a pretty extreme case that can be a good option for people. And that is where you have tried every option. There is You have exhausted every path. There is no way you could possibly pay back these loans and you essentially settle with the people who have loaned you money, and they essentially write it off is how that works. But that's kind of an extreme, extreme case. Yeah, I mean, technically, you don't have to pay anything back. No, it's just there are consequences if you don't. They're going to repossess the things that are collateralized against the loan. If it's a credit card, they might send it into collections, and your credit score is going to, is going to tank. And that's really the whole purpose of the credit score, right? To make sure that someone is adequate to accept credit in the future. So what do we do when they don't pay back our loans? We have a system of punishing people that don't do that. So then in the future buyer beware from the banks and credit card companies. But technically, no, you don't, you don't have to. It's just not going to help you out in the future when you're trying to get uh, more money. And how much of an impact do student loans have on your credit score? If you pay the minimum payment every month, they can have a very positive impact, actually. Yeah, um, they it, had a really positive impact on my credit score. Same. Just making that payment is a positive mark on your on your credit history, whereas missing a payment is going to be a, a negative impact. That's super helpful. I can't wait till I pay mine off. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It's time for a little money motivation. When I was younger, I went to this random guy's house that my mom was visiting because he was throwing a party. And this dude had the most fire ass house. He had a pool, he had a game room, he had a big ass backyard, and he had a really cool black Doberman. Like, it was tight. And ever since I was a kid, I always wanted a house like that. Getting that mortgage is always at the top of my mind. A mortgage is a loan, but for property. So think about what kind of house you want. Do you want like a really sleek, modern LA looking house with palm trees on the side? Or do you want a really cool log cabin in the heart of Vermont, away from everybody and their fuck shit? Think about that when you're saving your money, when you're working on your credit, because buying that house is going to be the biggest purchase of your life. And it's going to bring you so much fucking joy. Here's what my grandpa had to say about loans. First loan, I think, was when I purchased uh, my residence. For someone who can do this, it's a very good idea to purchase your home, even though it's expensive and so on, and take out a long-term mortgage. And then as the years go by, your salary will gradually increase, but the, but the terms by which you're paying the uh, mortgage stay the same. Right. So your, your mortgage payment stays the same, but your salary increases. So you're coming out ahead. Exactly. All right, Costa, tell me, 
Who gets money? My mom gets money. Mm. Yeah. Tell me more. So last year, she took out a $200,000 small business loan to build out her second early childhood care facility. And essentially, the business model behind her first and this one is to help low-income children get a quality education at a time when their minds are most moldable. So she gets money and then she does cool shit with it. Exactly. That's really awesome. Yeah, what's crazy is with the $200,000 loan, she's like nearing profitability. This is how you get money. When considering loans, understand that if you get denied, don't take it personally. It could just be that the algorithm didn't like you that day. Fuck that algorithm, right? Well, loans for investing in yourself are great, like a small business loan or a student loan. Loans for stuff like luxury cars, not so much. Compound interest, you remember that phrase? That can work against you if you've got a high interest rate, so make sure you know what your rate is. Here are three tips to help you in the loan process. Number one, be organized. Make sure you have the necessary documents needed to get a loan, like your tax returns, pay stubs, W-2s. Have digital copies of them that are easily accessible. Number two, when reviewing a loan offer, make sure you understand the difference between variable and fixed interest rates. A variable rate might appear lower at first, but the rate could go up at any point in the future, just based on the ups and downs of the U.S. economy. Number three, one major factor in the interest rate you get on a loan is your credit score. And one thing that negatively impacts your score is missing a loan payment. So make sure you set up auto pay on all of your loans, even if it's just the minimum payment. Loans usually represent a positive life change or a transition. So congrats. Me again. One thing I've been dying to tell you guys is how amazing it feels when you leave a good review for us on Apple Podcasts. Seriously, we, all the hosts and production team, we all read it and we really love it. So if you feel like making at least 10 people's day, leave us a fun review on Apple Podcasts. I need money for a new roof for my mom's house. My mom was uh, sort of fell victim to some predatory lending practices. Get Money is an original production from Gilded Audio and Acast Studios. And now we're stuck with high interest loans. So what she and I are really trying to concentrate on for the coming year is trying to save up money so we can pay it off and and get rid of that crazy interest. Text us at 917-905-6636 with any and all questions you have. Check us out at getmoneypodcast.com and follow us at getmoneypod on Instagram. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.